Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? <laughs> no way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable. So thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. Today is very exciting because it's been a hot minute since I've had an awesome guest on the podcast and of all people that I could have on, especially in my birthday month when there is something new that I've got on the brain, I am turning 40 this month and mama needs to make sure she's staying in good health. I also need to make sure I am paying attention to the health of my family. And so I have a guest on today who is going to talk to us a little bit more about those things. And without further ado, Jenna Lee Rude, thank you so much for being on the episode today. Thank you, Paige, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay, yay, yay. Okay, listen, I'm going to read her bio real quick because I want you guys to know how incredibly awesome she is and some of the most amazing things that she has done at such a young age. So stand by for this goodness. We're going to celebrate her together. Here we go. Jenna is a wife, mom, and the founder of Raised on Plants. At the age of 25, 25, you guys, she leveled up her passion project to her dream career by achieving the position of National Marketing Director with a multi-billion dollar global wellness company and continues today via her family's Health Made Simple Pro platform, leading a global team of over 2,000 influencers to build and scale successful businesses rooted in their passions. Thanks to this plant-powered movement and the recent launch of Raised on Plants, 
She's curating and spreading education, events, valued content, and resources, as well as hosting fun cooking classes and meal prep parties for anyone interested in simply living a more plant-based lifestyle. She loves choreographing all forms of dance, traveling to blue water, pretending to be like Joanna Gaines, yes please, and long Italian dinners, in addition to deeply believing that the power of plants, community, kindness, faith, and a little girl power can change the world. Okay. Amen to that. Yes, ma'am. Good for amen. you. <laughs> I knew you would like that. <laughs> I live for that. I'm so excited. I do love a little girl power. I do. I'm here for it. And on that note, oh my gosh, can you please tell me a little bit about your sweet family, including that sweet girl of yours? Yes. Oh my goodness. I mean, we are here in Charlotte, North Carolina, of course, just a little shell shocked that we're still quarantined in a house with a two and a half year old. Um, so we are, <laughs> we are, we're raging over here with all the dance parties and the princess dresses and just really trying to, um, you know, keep her entertained and, and she's definitely entertaining us. So we don't have to worry about that. So she keeps us entertained. Her. She keeps totally keeps us entertained too. I love watching your, all your videos. Videos together. You guys, I'm going to post all of Jenna's links in the show notes. If you go to the episode 53 show notes and you guys are going to see how stinking cute this little two-year-old is. She is the cutest and yes, quite entertaining. She is a mess. And we, you know, I think a big reason why we, we have been able to have so much success with the launch of our Raised on Plants brand is because we've been stuck at home and in the kitchen and just really you know, cooking together as a family has become a daily activity that keeps her occupied and keeps us healthy and keeps us, you know, having fun doing the kind of mundane mom life things that we all feel a little bit stressed about sometimes. So. Yes, I hear you on that. You know, what's so funny is the episode before your episode that's going to air, it is all about how I told you turning 40 this month. And so I did an episode called Organizing in My 30s. And I remember those early days of having my littles and just, I mean, sometimes you're just like surviving the day and other days you're like, oh, this is super productive day. This is so exciting. And then you kind of get super excited to like attempt that the next day. And then the next day they're like, no, I've decided I'm not taking naps anymore. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> oh yeah. It's complete chaos. I mean, you, before I became a mom, I, I was just, I was totally that girl. And was like, well, when I'm a mom one day, you know, this is how it's going to be. And I, you know, organizing is my life too. That's why I think you and I became such good friends so quickly. And, and so I had all these grand plans and, you know, nothing like a child to just come in and just kind of destroy some of those dreams. So we've, we've had to pivot a little bit and find grace and in the details and just, you know, really trust that this season is all about being present and having fun and doing our very best. And that's all we can do as moms is to really do our very best every day and see, you know, see what little baby steps we can make towards the things that are important to us. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that my business is everything with style. And the reason that I called it that is not because we have to have like the cute outfits and the perfect hair and the great makeup. You guys, when I jumped on to do this episode, I was like, I'm going to wear, I don't know if you can see this, Jenna, I have on a t-shirt that says, these are my mom jeans, which that just felt <gasps> appropriate. It. <laughs> it felt appropriate for today. And I've got like my ripped skinny jeans on and my side part that I'm hearing like, that's not the cool thing anymore. Like you're supposed to do the middle part and no more skinny jeans. Skinny jeans are out. Listen, they're here to stay in my wardrobe. I'm a fan. 
Oh my gosh, you're fine. I mean, I have the middle part, but I also have my yoga pants instead of jeans right now. So that's what we're doing. Brilliant. Brilliant. So yeah, everything with style doesn't necessarily mean you're pulled together. And I think honestly, when I pulled out my makeup bag today, just to get on this call, it kind of gave me the side eye. It was like, oh, now you need us. Oh, now, oh, now we're good enough for you to bring out today. We used to be BFFs and you know, so it's all about doing things in your style and what works best for you in the season that you're in. That's where everything with style came from. And that's what I love so much about your business and what you and Jake and your beautiful family. Oh, and your sweet mom, Tony. Oh my gosh. Tiki. Do we call her Tiki? We call her Tiki. Oh, I just love and adore her. I have seen her speak before. Shout out to her. Oh, she's great. Um, But just having that kind of background in your life of growing up with these, you know, healthy options put in front of you and, you know, the love of cooking and enjoying eating as a family together. I would love for us to talk about your style, kind of how you grew up and and what you're doing these days. And also guys, I can't wait. She has just leaned into the fact that I love all things in threes. And so I said, can we maybe talk about three different things on the podcast today and talk a little bit about what are three different ways we think we can kind of get more fruits and veggies into our kiddos without it being an issue or a struggle. So yeah, will you talk to us a little bit about what it was like for you growing up and then how that's something that has turned into kind of just like your lifestyle now? Of course. Of course. I mean, so yes, my mom definitely is the inspiration behind all of this. She, you know, was known and still is today known as the crazy plant lady um, in her professional platform because she has been teaching people about the power of eating more plant food, eating more fruits and vegetables and what that does for disease prevention. And of course, feeling better, you know, raising healthy babies and being healthy parents too. Um, And so I grew up in a household that was primarily plant-based. We definitely were not perfect. And that's the first thing I always love to say when I'm speaking to anyone, especially moms, is it's not about being perfect. It's not about putting, you know, crazy pressure on yourself, but it is about trying your very best and moving in that direction and just trying to eat more, you know, every day. How can I eat more, eat more fruits and vegetables? How can I get more into my kids? And so that's really what has inspired our Raised on Plants brand and everything we're going to talk about today is you know, how can we do that? What are the strategies in place for busy moms who are overwhelmed and exhausted? I mean, (laughs) y'all, it is exhausting. I had no idea. (laughs) I had this beautiful like vision in my head of, oh, I'll just be working, you know, because I, you know, obviously I'm a working work from home mama and Mm -hmm. um, work work here and she'll just be playing and then we'll have dinner prepped. And, you know, and, and some days that does happen and it is amazing, but it's far and few between. And so I'm speaking to you, you know, you, the mom who is face down on the kitchen floor, feeling overwhelmed, feeling stressed, trying to make good decisions for your family. And we're going to make it fun. We're going to make it something that you feel like is attainable for you. So that's kind of my background. I don't know. Do you want me to go ahead and go into the three? Yeah, that's so perfect. Let's just dive in. I love it. I just wanted people to get the sense that this was something that was kind of ingrained in you for a very long time. And also I love that you just spoke to that mom who's face down on the floor. Cause I'm not going to lie. Sometimes that's me. Sometimes I'm like, I can't even think one more thing about, you know, how this day is going to play out. And now it's dinner time. And especially with the pandemic, we had our kids home online learning. I've got one that's in, you know, next door, my husband's working from home next door. And then I, thankfully I have one who is in school, but 
it's just like you're making food round the clock and I'm trying to work too. And it's like, my head's going to explode if I have to think of one more thing. So Jenna, talk to us about how we can do this in the style that works best for us without losing our minds. We need help. Of course. Of (laughs) course. Yes. So really the three things that we're going to talk about today. And of course there was a laundry list of these, so we can dive deeper. Uh, for those of you that need extra support, that's that's what we're here for. And hopefully we'll get connected through all of the platforms and all of the things. But today we're going to really focus in on three of my favorite areas for moms and anyone really trying to eat more plants, trying to feed their family more fruits and vegetables, because that really is the one area that anyone in the world is going to agree upon, um, is that we could all use some more fruits and vegetables in our bodies, no matter what diet or lifestyle you live, or no matter who you're talking to in the, you know, in the health or wellness industry. So um, the first is to get the whole family involved in the process. And I mean, the process of meal planning, shopping, cooking, gardening, if you are into that, you know, the whole process, it's getting the kids involved, making sure whoever lives in your household, whether it's grandparents or spouses, you know, they're involved in that process. The second thing is grazing trays. We're going to talk about fancy little fun snack trays today, which are my favorite for kids and adults. Big mm-hmm. kids love them too. Yes. Um, and then the third thing are actually utilizing dehydrated fruits, veggies, and berries as part of your pantry in order to get a wider variety of fruits and vegetables into your family. So we're going to talk about that as well. Awesome. Let's dive into the first one. Go ahead. Take it away. All right. So really when you're looking at trying to get the whole family involved, I feel like the first thing of course is most moms are just thinking, where do I even start? Like I, I get so stressed out when dinner time is coming up or when we're about to have to plan for the next week. Cause I just all of a sudden like blank out. I forget everything I've ever known how to cook. I feel like I don't know anything. I can't remember (laughs) what's going on. So we do have a lot of strategies to help you with this. We have like a whole meal prep guide that is coming out with our our ebook soon that you guys are going to be able to have access to and some fun things there. But for you guys today, what I would encourage you to do is to let your child pick out one favorite meal if you have three kids, so you'll, there you go. There's three meals for the week. You can knock off, check off the checklist, but let each child pick out a favorite meal. They're going to feel really excited about that and knowing that they had a say in what's for dinner or what's going to be on the menu. I also love when um, families have a chalkboard menu or some way to write the menu out in their kitchen. Paige can probably help all of you with that with different (laughs) ideas. So we have a chalkboard actually on our microwave that we write out the menu. And that's a super fun thing to do. Kids love it. They get so pumped up about being a part of that. And then I would also encourage them to, you know, pick one new fruit or vegetable to get brave and try each week instead of thinking, oh gosh, my child is super picky. You know, he or she only eats certain things. Let's take action with that. Let's start to chip away at getting more variety into their body. One new piece of produce at a time. So, you know, I tell moms and we do the same thing, you know, bring the kids to the grocery store, even though no, like mom dreams are like walking around the grocery store by yourself with no one with you. But, um, isn't it so funny that I feel like every mom can identify with that. You're like, don't want to have a kid in the cart who's reaching for all the things and asking for all the things. And you have to keep reminding him, no, that's not Mm -hmm. on the list. It's not on the list or guys, let's, we already made these choices before he left the house. 
house. And, and sometimes you just want to walk down the aisle and either, you know, have your earbuds in and be listening to obviously your favorite podcast episode or, uh, or even the music that they play over the speakers in the grocery store. You're like, suddenly you're like, Oh my gosh, I used to love that song in 1989. That was a jam. Exactly. I hear you. My Isabel cracks me up these days. She has said so many times recently, if she goes to the grocery store with me, or if we have to run over to the container store or something, and we're at the outdoor mall, she would be like, mom, the choice of music. I don't understand. And I'm like, you don't even know. This was like the cool thing to listen to. Back in the day. I know. I know. Well, here's the deal. They can't play any of the new music on right. the last speaker. You know, they have to go back to our stuff. So that's, what, that's what mom wins for sure in the grocery store. <laughs> but it is a good thing to take your kiddos and yes, continue on that track. Yeah, no, I mean, I I would say, you know, when you do go with them, I would do your very, very best to stay around the perimeter of the grocery store. If you need something specific, you can kind of play the like, go run, I'll be right back. I'm going to go run and grab one thing and you run into an aisle and you grab it and you come right back out. That's going to keep your kids from getting kind of sucked into the marketing that is literally directed at children in a grocery store. Mm -hmm. And you guys, I mean, you know, 80% of the foods in our grocery stores today didn't even exist 100 years ago. So all of the things that are real food are on the outside, they're on the perimeter. And I think if you take your children there with the intention of they know they get to pick out a new food they've never tried before from that perimeter. It's going to be fun and they're going to think it's a game and it'll be way more enjoyable for everybody. So I really love that. I also love you guys going to farmer's markets. So if you have a farmer's market near you, I mean, those of you in California are so blessed (laughs) with your farmer's markets. I definitely, we have a good one, but it's only open for a certain amount of time during the year here. I want to encourage you get to know your farmers there because a lot of them, even if they don't have a certified organic you know, sign up near their booth. They usually do grow organic produce. They're just family farms that are too small to afford an expensive certification. So a lot of the times, you know, if you can bring the kids and get them involved and have them ask questions to the farmer or to, you know, whoever is there um, talking about the produce, that's going to help them get so excited about that. I love that tip. I love that so much. And yes, oh my gosh, the farmer's markets here are so amazing. You know, in Santa Monica, hello. But they're all over here. You're right. And I love they just shut down the whole streets all around. And they're still doing that. Even with the pandemic, they are, I can tell you right now that they're, everybody still has to wear masks. Almost everybody I see behind the tables have gloves on. And then additionally, they're taking temperatures still. Others of them are, they're making sure they're not taking cash just in that, you know, the transfer of cash. And they're actually doing more uh, credit cards, debit cards, that kind of thing. And, and some are even accepting the Venmo payments and that kind of stuff, because they're really just trying to show up to serve you. However, the safest way possible is for them. So don't think that just because we're in the pandemic, if that is a concern at all, that you're going to feel unsafe going into those areas. Cause I, I almost feel like now because of all this, it's extra safe. So yeah, I love that tip. Farmers markets love that. Absolutely. And once you, you know, once you bring the produce home and the food home, make them help you put it away, you know, have, have it be a game who, who can do it the fastest, who can sort it, you know, get them involved in the whole process. Cause it'll help you, um, especially the cooking, you know, of course, cooking is a little difficult depending on the age of your child for us having a two-year-old 
things get a little messy, but I know that, you know, jobs I usually give to her are things like stirring or mashing or pressing the button on the food processor or the blender over and over again, <laughs> hoping she doesn't break our, you know, appliances. Um, of course. Um, <laughs> they're, um, and they're, then, built they're built they're, tough. They're real tough. They it, can, you know, they're, <laughs> they're built for Jake to use. They're, you know, Leah's going to be just fine. <laughs> Exactly. That that's my thought process too. So, and then, you know, processing fruits and veggies too. There's so many things like she loves like ripping the kale off the stems or like taking the grapes off the little bunch or peeling oranges. It takes, you know, way longer, of course, for her to do that, but it gives me a moment to do something else. And, and then to wrap this whole section up eating together. So can we, as a family, make sure we're prioritizing eating together because that is going to instill such awesome eating habits in our kids as they grow up and just they'll have that positive memory of intentional time with their parents, with their siblings. And I will tell you the meals where we really do actually all sit down at the same time and get to eat are sometimes the leftover meals. And the reason I say this is it's because, you know, usually when you're, when you're cooking a full meal, I mean, sometimes you're feeding like for us, for the two-year-old, she gets hungry so fast. I'm like feeding her like bits and pieces of it as I'm making it sometimes. And, you know, and then all of a sudden she's full, we haven't eaten, you know, it's just a hot mess. So we actually find that if we can do a really good job of doubling or tripling our recipes and saving a really solid leftover, you know, meal for the next day for lunch or the next dinner, that's when pop it in the oven, put it in the air fryer, have it ready to go. So we all can sit down and actually enjoy that time together. Yeah. I love that so much. That makes total sense. And, and actually that kind of segues so beautifully into the next thing you were going to talk about, which is the grazing tray, because we all know how different members of the family get hungry at different times. And oh my goodness, Jenna, and I'm sure you've seen it a little bit already, but just wait until she gets even older and the growth spurts, they will inhale things. You're like, wait, if they're doing this as young toddlers, what's it going to be like when they turn into teenagers and they're just like eating you out of house and home. So can you please tell us about this brilliant idea, which I love. And I, I don't think I have made the actual effort to do this as a intentional plan to actually create these grazing trays. You kind of do it unintentionally as you're cooking sometimes, Mm -hmm. but when you make this an intentional thing, and I will say that this has come up a lot for us with having different, like we've been just on a million zoom calls at all different times because we would have a kindergartner and a fourth grader and sometimes mom and dad all doing zoom calls at the same time, instead of us all being able to sit down for breakfast, sit down for a snack time, sit down for lunchtime all at the same time. It made more sense to do these just sort of snack tray grazing trays with all the good stuff, not the junky stuff, but with the good stuff please tell us about how you do that. And you actually make that as an intentional, you know, that's what's going to be for lunch or that's, what's going to be. Yeah. Tell it, tell us about that and some yummy things to include. Cause that's super fun. Of course. Yeah. We are all about the snack trays over here because of everything you just shared. I mean, also, you know, we have a very young, uh, young daughter. So um, when kids are toddlers um, and really a different growth stages, like you were just saying, you know, their blood sugar can go up and down and kind of that a lot of the times triggers tantrums or triggers kind of moments of them not really knowing why they're feeling a certain way. Cause they, they don't know yet, you know, oh, that, oh, I'm hungry or, you know, they don't know yet to tell you that. So it's really helpful to make sure they do have some freedom. Of course, you don't want to have food out 
all the time, every day. You want to still have, you know, select snack times and meal times. But what we have found is in the morning, I, as I'm making breakfast, I actually put together also a little grazing snack tray. And I either use a cupcake baking tin if it's going to, if we're maybe all going to be sharing it, if it's really just for Leah, I'm actually using what's called an egg bite mold on if you Amazon it. There's so many different ones. You can get a nice silicone one. There's some with different fun colors and even some with lids on it that I love because that way, you know, they're not going to eat all of it during a snack time. You can cover it, pop it in the fridge, pull it back out for the afternoon and you've already prepped all of that there. So find a fun container that has some different compartments and the goal is to make it look like the rainbow. So we know that, you know, even if a child is hitting their recommended serving size of fruits and veggies, they typically aren't getting enough variety. So don't forget about, you know, nuts and seeds and legumes and, you know, even their favorite whole grain cracker, or there's so many different awesome things that you can find now that are based in whole food ingredients, even if they are just minimally processed. So starting with the whole foods, but moving to some of their favorite things too in that area are great. And, you know, we do everything from roasted sweet potatoes with cinnamon, like little sweet potato bites to apple sticks, where we'll put little chia seeds or hemp hearts in the bottom of the container. And then we'll put the apple sticks inside. So when they pull it out, there's like little sprinkles on the apple sticks. Super fun. Frozen mango bites. That's one of Leah's favorites. We do a lot of seaweed snacks over here. Um, We just did a video on our Instagram the other day about how to make your own seaweed snacks. If you don't like buying the ones in the store for like a ridiculous amount of money for like three bites sometimes. So we have some, you know, parent hacks for that. And anything from raisins and dried fruit and nuts. Um, Of course, be careful of choking depending on the age of your child, but whatever they love, whatever you want them to eat as well. And so from carrots and hummus to edamame to little mini rice crackers, I just really always try and introduce one new food every time I do a, a grazing tray. And so they have a bunch of things that they love. And then there's one kind of new food. Maybe it's what you picked out together at the grocery store, but one new thing on there that they'll be a little curious about. And don't worry if they don't touch it. Um, if you're trying to help a picky eater, especially, you know, it might take them 10 to 15 times. That's what we're, we're finding with the stats on kids trying a new food before they'll actually eat it regularly. So just kind of keep introducing it, keep changing up the way it's prepared. One day you roast it, another day you cut it into little fun shapes, another day it's mashed in a meal that you're eating, and you just kind of keep trying to introduce those new foods. These are all such incredible tips. I love that you're not just saying, yeah, do a grazing tray and put some different things on. You're talking about making sure you're you're attempting to get all the colors of the rainbow. That's a really fun thing too, especially with littles because it just totally jogged my memory. The other day we were playing a travel bingo game. The kids were in the back seat of the car as I was driving. And one of the things that they had to do was find all of the rainbow colors of cars. 
And so we're all looking for orange and we're all looking for purple. And suddenly I thought, oh my gosh, we have to do that at the grocery store with them. <laughs> we have to go in and we have to get, you know, the purple eggplant and the orange bell pepper and the, all those different things. I thought that would be really fun to do. And again, it's almost like my kids are so into scavenger hunts these days. I don't know what happened there with that, but that has become the new fun thing is the scavenger hunt. And Isabel will write all kinds of little notes and leave them all around the house. And it was so funny because the other day, Duke is learning words. He's learning, he's in kindergarten, so he's learning to read. And so it was very cute because he got a hold of my orange sticky notes and he started putting them all over. And he's like, okay, Isabel, you have to follow the trail of the sticky notes. Guys, I think he used maybe like 75 sticky notes. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. I was like, we're going to collect those and we're going to put them in a Ziploc bag <laughs> and we're going to hang on to those for the next time you want to do this instead of throw them all in the garbage. But they love that. So that's, that's just another fun way. I love that you recommended you know, searching for colors of the rainbow, adding in something that they're not used to trying. And another thing that reminded me of, I don't know if you're into watching Tabitha Brown. I love Tabitha. Oh, I love her. Love, <laughs> like, so like that. That's my business. Her. You know, I love, I love her. And I watched one of her videos the other day because she was trying the lotus root. I don't know if you've seen that video. It's so cute. She's hysterical. I feel like every time I listen to Tabitha Brown, she takes me to church. I love it. She, <laughs> she says her prayers before she, she dives in. And I just, I love it. And I love that you know her too. But yeah, that was a funny one. You have to search for her lotus root when she's so cute. So cute. So cute. We're so grateful for all the people who are helping to spread this plant-based message. It's been so fun to see all these different personalities and, and people popping up everywhere. It's, it's so cool. Absolutely. And on that note too, she really got started because she was not a stranger to soul food. And that is how I grew up being from the South. And she just really felt terrible and was feeling sick all the time. And that was when she did this plant-based movement. She and her husband decided that they were going to do it for like 30 days or something. And after she felt so good, she's like, I'm just going to keep doing this. Mm -hmm. And I know Jenna, that you have heard so many stories so many stories. And even your sweet husband, Jake, I love whenever he tells all his corn dog, you know, stories <laughs> yes. about how he was no stranger to the corn dog and like getting his yes. own car and would have like 15 corn dogs a day or something crazy. Like I love him. And he is on this plant-based lifestyle train and crushing it. And it's so good. He even writes some of your emails. I saw the one recently and I laughed out loud, girl, because I had heard his story before in person when I had been, you know, to one of your events. Their uh -huh. events are so fun, you guys, if you can catch them. Seriously, we're going to put all these links, the ebook that she talked about. They've got this killer flip book right now. Everything on the Raised on Plants website is so killer, but it's so cute because sometimes Sweet Jake will talk about letting mama sleep in and he's going to do an email takeover. And I was laughing so hard the other day because he talked about these little plant-based little mini corn dogs to get you some ketchup and you just die. I mean I was like yes Jake yes, yes Jake yeah. because it is yeah everybody everybody in the family can get on board easily and again Jenna really talked about in the beginning of this episode about don't feel like you have to be perfect all the time it's all about just getting those fruits and veggies in your family however you can to really create that healthy lifestyle. And I don't want to stop you if you had more tips, but if you feel good on the grazing trays, can we please dive into these awesome dehydrated fruits and vegetables, this bonus way, you know, I love the three E's. So I feel like we got, you know, our essential of cooking together, the enhancement and making the grazing trays and using, you know, all the colors of the rainbow and trying something new and all that good stuff. And then finally the extra is for me, this actually, when, when Jenna and I first met and we started getting into this, this was my 
essential actually. It's the extra for today. But this is the easiest thing to do that since the day that I met and talked to Jenna and Jake and I went to one of their plant-based events and just learned more from their mom, Tony, like I was a hundred percent into just putting these plant powders in my body. And I have, I really, I mean, it's been years ago, so maybe I've missed a day here and there, but <laughs> I really want to say I haven't missed a day. My parents take this religiously. We are putting good dehydrated fruits and veggies in our body regularly. And that's when you don't have to stress so much about like, oh man, I didn't give my kids fresh fruit and vegetables as much as they needed today. Thank goodness we've got either the gummy version or the plant powder capsules. Please, can you just talk a little bit more about that? Because I think that this is the easiest possible thing to do. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it actually does transition very well from what you were talking about because a big reason why we love helping people learn about the power of using plant powders in their daily routine is because some people aren't ready to go plant-based and people aren't at that point where they can do that. Um, my husband used to eat 15 corn dogs a week, so we all know how that went. So um, we love those transitional foods, of course, that help people kind of move to a more plant-based lifestyle, but not everyone's ready to eat kale salad and lentil pasta every day and use all the things. So using plant powders can be a game changer. And in my opinion, it's truly the best mom hack in the world because all of us know that you know, that mom guilt that creeps in every day of, am I doing enough? Am I getting enough in my child? Is there something else I could be doing to support them, to make sure I'm giving them the best chance at life? And the reality is no one is perfect. You know, we all have days when we actually do feel like the superheroes. Everyone tells us that we are. <laughs> um, and, and then there's, you know, th those are the days that you like make she had flaxseed pancakes. And then you pack this like beautiful lunch with a little like heart shaped, you know, avocado hummus wrap yes. and you, you know, you have <laughs> dinner ready on the table, you know, and, and then there's the days where it just, you eat leftover sweet potatoes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And mm -hmm. you know, you're like, we ate all orange things today. What is going on? Um, so we just, you know, love incorporating, making sure every single day you're, you're using what we love to call dehydrated. It's dehydrated fruits, veggies, and berries. We call them plant powders. The fancy name is a whole food concentrate. And the idea is that they are actual 30, you know, 30 different whole foods that wide variety of, you know, the rainbow all represented that have been grown non-GMO chemical free. So even stricter standards than organic and actually picked at the peak of ripeness, of course, on family-owned farms that are growing with love. And that means a lot to us too. And they take that amazing produce and they freeze it. They grind it all up. Even the peel, you know, there's the most vitamin C of an orange is in the peel, but I'm not eating orange peel every day. I know my child's definitely not. So they keep the peel together and then they just dehydrate it. And what's left is this superfood nutrient powder that is dehydrated food and it's actually labeled as a food. So if it was in the grocery store, it actually would be next to the kale instead of in the supplement aisle. And that was really, really important to my mom, actually, when she first learned about, you know, learned about this, I was only five years old at the time. And she just knew that this was the answer to really be that gap insurance that so many moms and families needed to really bridge the gap between what you should be eating every day or you know you should be eating and what's actually happening in your home. 
And, and so we use it every day. And whether it's, um, we have guidelines from our pediatrician where you can actually open up the capsules and pour the plant powder into baby food um, or baby led weaning kind of options when um, a child is six months old and starting solids. We have amazing gummies for children. Kids actually can be free on the gummies for four years between the ages of four and a full-time college student as part of our Healthy Starts for Families program. And the company behind it is just fantastic. So we're, we're the biggest fans in the world because I do think what we've found is that eating more plants combined with incorporating plant powders on a regular basis, whether you're doing the capsules, the gummies, or even the smoothie mix that they have is also fantastic and can be added to so many different things. That combination really helps families thrive and it helps children miss fewer days of school and helps them to thrive in whatever season of life they're in, you know, focusing more, being more positive with their mental health, of course, growing into a big, strong little boy or girl. And that's what all moms want for their babies. Absolutely. You hit on so many good things there. And I just feel like this is the easy no brainer that you don't have to stress about. It's not like you have to prepare it. And I love that your sweet girl will even take those little plant powders and just chew them up, you know, pop them, pop them in her mouth. She's just snacking on them. I just love it. So it it really could not be simpler. And I, I am all about, you guys know this. I'm all about simplifying everything we can in our life. And at this point, if you're thinking, Hey, Jenna, I'm not ready to go fully plant-based or not everybody in my family is going to be on board with that. Guys, it's fine. Don't feel pressure. No pressure here. This is not even what it is. I'm not fully plant-based. The Southern girl still needs to. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. (laughs) Comes on so strong whenever I go home and visit my family and you get to the airport and you immediately smell Corky's barbecue, you know, at every end of the airport, you're just like, Oh my gosh, I'm home. And we grew up with everything just drenched in gravy. And it's like, no, no, that's not actually what a vegetable is supposed to taste like. That's gravy. That's butter. (laughs) And so I have loved actually tasting what fruits and vegetables and berries and all these things are actually supposed to taste like without anything added. And it's so funny. I heard you say so many times about sweet potatoes. I just did crock pot sweet potatoes the other night. So we have these big old, I threw four giant ones in because I was going to be going back and forth to an organizing client's house and the kids were doing some online learning. And so I just, that morning, I just like rinsed them off really well and I stuck it in the crock pot. And, you know, some hours later I walk in the door, not only does it smell incredible, we don't even do anything to, we slice them open and we sprinkle cinnamon on top. I'll occasionally put like some finishing salt on top. Oh my gosh, they're so good. And my kids will love, you know, mashing those up if we're going to do it like casserole style, but those are an easy staple. And like, you just don't have to do much else. I mean, you just don't, (laughs) you don't. When I do go back home to Tennessee and visit my family, I will just, as soon as we come in, my mom knows she's already got some staples there, but she knows the first thing I do is I go to the grocery store. We shop those outer aisles. I just stock up on as many veggies as I can. And we come home and we just do like huge, the sheet pans, you know, throw on some of the the oil, the salt, pepper, whatever, you know, seasoning you want to put onto it. And then roast it. And truly I can't get these on the plate without, you know, everybody congregates in the kitchen, wherever it starts to smell good, you know, people will come in there and they will just, even my dad will be standing there talking to me, eating 
broccoli and cauliflower, popping it in his mouth. And I'm like, this is amazing. It's incredible. It's amazing. Aren't you so proud of my dad, Jenna? I am so proud. I'm so proud of your family. I mean, that's, you know, that's the thing is this is a catalyst. And I think every little baby step you make just starts to snowball on itself. And all of a sudden one day you're shocked because you're, you know, formerly picky, very picky five-year-old is now asking for something green and you're, you know, your, your parents are actually loving the, the spread that you made, you know, instead of kind of making fun of you for your healthy food. And I think that's what it's all about is just the legacy of changing the next generation, passing on a really healthy lifestyle to our kids and their kids and their kids and their kids and making a difference that way. Well, that was definitely a good soundbite. Thank you very much for that one. You're absolutely right. It is. And it is the catalyst when you start making just these little simple changes. They do snowball. And it's so funny that you just said that about my family and and introducing new things to them and them not making fun of you anymore, like when they're actually eating. And I can't help remembering back in the day, oh gosh, hundred years ago when I moved here to California and I introduced my parents to sushi. And that reminded me that, you know, cause they thought I was crazy for eating sushi, but that reminded me that you guys do this really cool way to even do plant-based sushi. And Jake even talks about in that email. See, I, I love all the emails. These are so good. I love these. When Jake even talks about, cause you guys, did you, did I miss that? Did you guys just do it? I know you do it all. We just did, but the cool thing is we record all of our cooking classes. So it's never too late if you guys want to pop back in. And we just did plant-based sushi meal prep and had so much fun doing that. It's actually crazy. You actually crave the rice and the tamari or soy sauce combo and that kind of creamy avocado with a crunch. That to me is sushi. I didn't realize that it really isn't the fish that I was craving or wanting and so we started making plant-based sushi and haven't looked back because it is delicious. Yes. And it looks so good. And that was another thing I was going to say. I feel like I have been more inclined to try tahini and those types of things. And you guys have great recipes for that too. And I love even when you guys talk about, you know, if dairy was an issue, dairy is a big issue with me. I had a love affair with dairy for a long time of my life. It never loved me back. It <laughs> It didn't. It really didn't. It was not kind to me. And so I had to eliminate a lot of that. And my children just really do not know a lot of things that have actual dairy in them because we have so many great alternatives that are super healthy. And I love it. That's another thing too. If you guys are even looking at just, I I can't help it, Jenna, I have to share all these things right now because I'm so excited about it. I know we didn't plan on talking about this, but I just got to say, that's another thing that I noticed that you guys talk a lot about is if you're looking to take dairy out, here are some other things you can do. Here are some other brands that you can choose or how you can make things yourself and stock up on your own dressings and different things like that. So I just love that you offer so much with the Raised on Plants brand and it just makes it feel all so simple. And that again is the name of the game. Simplify these things, make it so easy to get more healthy fruits and veggies berries, that kind of thing into your family's bodies, their beautiful bodies. And you made a great point too about less sick days at school. I mean, obviously barring the pandemic, cause this has just been crazy, but my kids don't just, they just don't miss school. They just don't because they now are getting what they need nutrition wise. And again, not because I'm perfect and not because I'm giving them only fruits and veggies at all times, but because these are things that we are being intentional about and Jenna's whole entire family and the company that we love so much has just made it so simple 
for it to be that that way. So I want you guys to make sure that you are going to the show notes because they have got a killer ebook that is going to be coming out very soon. So if you are there and if you are following these emails, you guys, they are not spammy. They are the most delightful emails to receive. And P.S. Because of the cute pictures, oh my gosh, the pictures, the family is beautiful. Hello. I love your flip book. Can you just mention a little bit about that flip book? Because I think that's so smart. I love that. And I got so many good nuggets from that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like you said before, there's so many families who are trying to avoid dairy for so many different reasons. It is one of the most inflammatory foods and a lot of people are sensitive to it. Also, a lot of moms are just trying to figure out how to make that work because they they're pediatrician or someone has told them this might be something to cut out to help a certain thing that's going on. And that really is overwhelming for a mom because it is in a lot of things um, that are very kid-friendly foods. So we have a flip book that just kind of kind of gives you the crash course of how to still make plant-based foods that are creamy and cheesy and delicious. And that's kind of the theme throughout our whole brand is we're not talking about eating bunny rabbit food here. We're talking about eating things that are really good. I mean, I'm from the South too, so you can bet I'm making plant-based mashed potatoes and green bean casserole and all the good stuff. And, and so we, you know, we have really enjoyed having that flip book. That's totally for free on our website for anyone who wants to go. You just sign up to be a part of our, our Raised on Plants family and get our Friday, your favorite weekly email, email that goes out. And again, our goal is just to support you and breathe life into you and into your family, not have to feel like you have to dig through a million, you know, ads or different things that just maybe aren't serving you. Um, We want to get to the good stuff as fast as possible. So that's what we have. And that you do. I feel like every time I open it up, I'm seeing something that is simple, easy to implement in our home and is really yummy and delicious. Nothing that they present to you is going to be void of flavor. It's all delicious. So yeah, I just couldn't love you more and the things that you're doing. I think it's so important. And I think your little one has just got the greatest parents. I'm so happy for you guys. I love seeing all your sweet videos and she cooks, by the way, you know, we did kind of quickly move through that beginning part about cooking with your kids, but your kids are never too young. I mean, I can even remember having my kiddos in the little bumbo seat, sitting up on the countertop and, you know, their, their heads flopping all around, you know, or doing tummy time on the countertop before they learn how to roll over when you're trying to just make things together. So never too young to start. And that's even the beauty of it is you start them that young and they're always going to have not just get what they need nutritionally when you're making good choices as a parent, but they're going to have a healthy relationship with food. This is not going to be something that is a stressful thing for them. So I just, I think you guys are putting such great content out into the world. I'm honored that you joined us today on this podcast episode so that we could talk about how we can get more fruits and veggies into our kids and also into ourselves without the guilt. Thank you so much, Paige. Thank you so much. So Jenna, I'm going to just, again, remind everybody, go to the show notes and you're going to see, you know what, why don't you say it too? Can you tell us on Instagram, Facebook, and your website, at least tell us that. Sure. Yeah. So I always love having new friends on our, all of our social platforms. You can visit us at raisedonplants.com. That is where all of our, our, all of the fun stuff, our flipbook and our Friday email and all of the news about our upcoming ebook will be posted. Uh, you can also follow along on Instagram at raisedonplants. And then uh, my personal Instagram is just at Jenna Lee Rude. I'm on Facebook, on Instagram, on Clubhouse. So make sure to connect with me there. Just 
just send me a message. Let me know you, you connected with me through a sweet page and her podcast. And I'm just so excited to get to know everyone better and just learn more ways we can serve and support you as you continue to raise your sweet families and just do the good work that is parent life. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for joining us today. And I look forward to chatting with you after this, Jenna. Thank you all so much for listening. And if any of that stuff sounds terrific to you, which it really should, head over to all of those platforms, follow her, check her out. And I can attest to this, that she will get back in touch with you because she really does feel like this is her mission, her family's mission, and she's there to support you. So I felt the personal love and support, and I know you will too. So thanks again so much, Jenna, and thank you all for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of the month. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everything with style mom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes. That's Apple Podcasts now. And let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.